BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. It was just discovered that China tested what's called a hypersonic missile that flew around the world, get this, in space, before landing back on Earth. Yeah, around the world in less than a day, by the way. Which means China has invented Santa Claus technology in real life. And by the way, even if it is just a spacecraft... I don't know, guys. The last time China said it was just allergies. And look at what happened. Yeah, China flying that hypersonic spacecraft around the world the other day uh, is getting a lot of attention. We'll talk about that next segment. Um, It's a little scary and something we should definitely be um, paying attention to. So stay tuned. It's a Cold War, clearly. Put on your cold. Around the world. I'm going to do one thing. Yes, yeah. Dennis Rodman, people around the world, you should enunciate a little more, <laughs> are concerned about the missile. Do you have, does he have a, a series of marbles in his mouth? I, I just, around the world. Oh, around the world. Is it the piercings? I'm going to do one thing. It's the I, piercings. I think it's the piercings, yeah. So many piercings. Whoa, at the point that you talk like this, whoa, wouldn't you think, eh, maybe I'll take one out. <laughs> I can't be understood, you see. <laughs> Right, exactly. You know, it's funny. It just came across this article. San Francisco is letting a bunch of officers go, putting them on administrative leave because they don't want the vaccine. This goes along with a bunch of other stories on this topic. Uh, They're already down 300 officers from what they should have, and they essentially just lost another 6% of their officers overnight. 
And uh, I just, it's uh, between the vaccine mandates and the supply chain interruptions and everything, everything just feels like it's tossed up in the air. And it's just, it's just these are nuts times. They are. Um, I'm looking up at the TV. So Dr. Jill Biden, hey, Dr. Biden, it hurts when I do this. Then don't do that. You are a doctor. Um, <laughs> Dr. Jill Biden is on the TV talking about uh, teaching because she was a teacher. And they're doing the damned headline all day long that has bothered me and bothered us for years now because there is a shortage of teachers around the country. Doesn't matter urban or rural, doesn't matter poor neighborhood, rich neighborhood, doesn't matter the skin color, whatever. There's just a shortage of teachers at all levels. And the mainstream stupid cathedral media always goes with the because they're underpaid. And, the, and, and we have taken emails and texts over this over the years. That's not the issue. The issue is how difficult it is to be a teacher. You don't have any support. The parents don't support you. They support their kid. The school's on their back all the time. All the stupid stuff, crap you have to teach. That's all the stuff that's making it miserable to be a teacher. It's not the pay. And they yeah. haven't addressed that at all as far as I can up on the cry. And they've got teachers underpaid leaving classrooms. That's not the issue. They've made yeah. it impossible to enjoy being a teacher anymore. Oh, I would and, love to see a movement away from government schools. That 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 uh, phenomenon has peaked. It should go away. Oh, and I forgot the the main thing that we uh, last time we talked about this text and emails we got about this was this, all the paperwork you have to do now. Just the never ending number of reports you have to do to try to stay on top of stuff. You don't get to mm. teach. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, you know, I was, I wasn't, I don't want to talk about San Francisco, but it's unbelievable. At the point where businesses are shutting down because there is so much crime, because some cops don't want to get the vid jab, they're, they're getting rid of hundreds of cops. It just, I don't, I think common sense has died. I don't know. But the things I did say we're going to talk about, uh, for instance, Senator Bill Cassidy, who is a doctor, is a Republican from Louisiana, physician. He uh, told Axios that he favors cognition tests for aging leaders in all three branches of government. Hmm. And, they, and they mentioned much of the world is now run by old people, including President Biden, 78. Speaker Truth Pelosi. Truth over to pressure. <laughs> That's right. It's hard to argue with because I don't know what you said. Speaker Pelosi, 81. They say Chuck Schumer's just 70. Is that well, right? No. No. Somebody Google that, would you? Or search, search it. I shouldn't use the name of that evil, evil Alex, corporation. Google how old Chuck Schumer is for us, would you? Well, they, they call him the kid if he is 70. Can't Senate, confirm he's 70. Senate wow. Minority Leader Mitch McConnell is 79. And Cassidy uh, told Axios, look, in your 80s, you begin a rapid decline. I'm not talking about anybody specific. I'm told that there have been senators in the past who at the end of their terms were senile. Both parties... Cassidy said it'd be reasonable for Supreme Court justices, members of Congress, and executive branch leaders. Supernational depression. Supernational depression. To submit to an annual evaluation in which they would have to establish cognitive mm. sharpness. So here, here's, first of all, I need to know this. Hey, uh, medical people out there, how good are these tests? How good are they at figuring out whether or not you got your wits about you or not? I'm guessing they're okay, but not great. That'd be my guess. Hmm. Secondly, the voters get to decide whether they think you're sharp or not. You know, uh, everybody knew Joe Biden was on the downside of being sharp. People still voted for him. Wow. So Jack is in favor of senile leaders. Palatabatic health care. I'm in, in favor of palatabatic health care. I'm in favor of voters deciding if you're senile enough or not. 
Wow. Shocking. Shocking. Uh, I heard about the Harambee statue staring down the bull on Wall Street. I didn't care enough to look at, look it up. What was going on there? I don't know this story. Well, you remember Harambee, who was the gorilla who carried around a three-year-old boy at the Cincinnati Zoo until they shot him? Oh, right. That's terrible. Yeah. Well, yeah, it wasn't good, but that became some sort of weird they national shot, cause there for a cup of coffee. Oh, they shot the gorilla, not the three-year-old. Right. Okay. They, I thought you said they shot oh, the three-year-old. No, no, no. If I imply that or my wording was, uh, in the, well, give me a cognitive test. Maybe I'm losing it. <laughs> Anyway, it was the poor gorilla who got shot. Uh-huh. Um, anyway, the giant gorilla was placed in Bowling Green Park, <clears throat> excuse me, directly across from the famous Charging Bull statue, and it was surrounded by 10,000 bananas to make a point about wealth disparity. What? <laughs> the organizers, uh, a social networking platform, blah, 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 said they put the display up to show that Wall Street has become bananas and wholly out of touch with the needs of everyday people. Oh, good Lord. This yeah, sort of stuff just makes me so tired. I feel I, I need know. to sit. I know. <laughs> that was sit with an S. It's not about rejecting capitalism or the current system. It's about revolving them into the current future. I'm sorry. It's what now? I said it's about revolving them into the current future. I got to start saying that. I'm, 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 uh, true international depression. It's about revolving them into the current future and letting them empower more groups of people. That's the whole point. Okay. All right. And you chose the martyred gorilla. Why? I don't, I don't know. I just, again, it tires your arse out. But finally, this. I read this in the New York Times, of all places. And this is uh, by a liberal reporter, specifically Alec McGillis, who writes for ProPublica, which is as far left as you can go. He's in Germany. And he says, you see it everywhere in Germany, day in, day out. People taking the bus or train or subway uh, put masks on as they prepare to board. When they arrive at their stop or station disembarked, nearly all of them take the mask off, almost in unison. For someone who arrived here after spending the first year and a quarter of the coronavirus pandemic in the U.S., it's a remarkable sight, a communal, matter-of-fact approach to mitigation, turning what has become such an intensely charged symbol of for Americans into a mere practicality. And he mentions it's all over the country, from the more liberal parts of the country to the more conservative parts of the country. Mask on when you're inside the trainer store, mask off when you're out of it. Throughout 2020, first part of 2021, I traveled across the United States and wondered why it was so hard for the country to arrive at sensible middle ground on COVID-19 measures. Even after public health officials had established the vastly lower risk of transmission outdoors, I would say the practically non-existent risk of transmission outdoors, I watched local officials close playgrounds and swimming pools, leaving young people with fewer options for low-risk activity and social contact. That was mostly the blue states. In one red town, I attended a crowded memorial service in a windowless church where precious few people were wearing masks and many shared embraces or thought the virus simply didn't exist. All or nothing, nothing or all. And I saw how these wildly conflicting responses were fueling a vicious cycle of ever wider divides in behavior with corrosive political side effects goes into that. This is what we've been saying from the beginning. This need to be tribal, to pick a team and just be 100% in with my team and to just 100% hate the other team. I just, I don't get it. I'm not made that way. It's it's strange to observe. Yeah. Well, we got a little commentary on that coming up that fits in with 
China's military rise. I was happy to see CNN take very seriously the uh, Chinese test of their hypersonic weapon, which unfortunately caught our Pentagon by surprise. And that fits into our polarization also. We'll have all that next. Armstrong and Getty. China is making its mark. The Financial Times reports the communist country in August tested a hypersonic missile capable of carrying a nuclear warhead, launching it into low orbit space. Traveling five times the speed of sound, hypersonic missiles are different from traditional ballistic missiles in that they can be precisely controlled even when fired into space, making detection more difficult. The Financial Times, citing five people familiar with the test, claim U.S. intelligence officials were caught off guard. The White House is declining to get into details. We've made clear our concern about the military capabilities that the PRC continues to pursue. God dang it. Can all White House spokespeople, every administration, get rid of that tone? That tone just, God, it's like nails on a chalkboard. The, 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 why did you even ask that? That's a stupid question. How dare you challenge me on that tone that they all develop? I think you just get beat into that, beat into submission doing that job. But just stop with that. That's a reasonable question. Don't use that tone. Always drives me nuts. I think it's lawyerly as much as it is anything. My ah. client is aware of the concern and shares right, it, whatever. yet we're not yet able to blah, blah, blah. Uh, first of all, i got to tell you, Tim the lawyer, Tim Sandifer, coming up next segment to defend Thomas Jefferson as the city council of New York has voted to take down the giant statue that has been overlooking their work for dang near 200 years. That's right. They're tearing down statues of Thomas Jefferson in the United States. Good Lord. Back to China's hypersonic missiles, which are scary as heck. I was happy to see, because it's usually only Fox that takes a look at any of these matters. And all the other cable news channels and, and, and often the newspapers, they're only interested in, you know, domestic politics and trans bathrooms and uh, who, what, which aggrieved group's not getting enough money and, and ignore the fact that the world is out to get us. As they I, always have been. I, I stand ready to state without fear of contradiction. Half of America is more concerned with Dave Chappelle than with China. Oh, not even close. Not even close. But I was happy that Jake Tapper and David Sanger of the New York Times were discussing this yesterday on CNN. The Chinese government claims that they actually launched a spacecraft, not a hypersonic missile. Um, how credible is that? That could well be that they, uh, in fact, did launch a uh, spacecraft and that it, in turn, could launch a hypersonic. It's entirely possible that what they're saying is literally true, but also adds to their understanding of hypersonics. And let's not forget, Jake, who else is doing hypersonics? The United States and Russia. Uh, so this is sort of the form of the new, uh, the new arms race. I'd be surprised if the Chinese weren't. And uh, Jake Tapper then asked uh, David Sanger, are we in a Cold War? And David Sanger said, yeah. He said, there's a lot of arguing over the nuances and terminology of it here in Washington, D.C., but we are in a Cold War with China. And clearly we are. Now, the dispatch, which we highly recommend you read, it's absolutely fantastic. That One of their experts on this, a guy named Klon Kitchen, 
Um, he said there is now reason to believe that China may actually be leading the U.S. in the development of these kind of weapons, these hypersonic weapons that can fly around low and fast and avoid radar detection, which is highly, highly troubling. Well, in the old ICBMs, uh, intercontinental ballistic missiles, um, they have to travel in a predictable arc, a parabola. And so you can figure out where they are and shoot them out of the sky, theoretically, even though they travel even faster than these hypersonics. These things are maneuverable, so they can zig, they can zag, they can go low, they can go high. There's no predicting what direction they're coming from, so it's practically impossible with you know current technology to, to defend against them. Yeah, it's, uh, it's troubling. Um, uh, oh, and so there's one other thing I wanted to add to it. I thought it was pretty good. So uh, this response to that story on the Twitter from a guy named David French, who we've had on the show. Uh, I keep having a sinking feeling that we'll look back on the pettiness and animosity of this era as not just stupid on its own terms, but also as an immense distraction from a looming strategic challenge and catastrophic potential conflict. Yeah. 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 We end up at war with China, and they actually turn out to be as good or better than us. We're going to look back on a lot of these squabbles over... Uh, a statue, for instance, or uh, kneeling in national anthems or uh, the the different voting laws in Georgia and think, what the hell were we doing while China was hell-bent on dominating the planet? Right. Well, and Xi Jinping has got to be just confused over in the the halls of power in Beijing looking at these neo-Marxists who run our universities and our school systems and and our, our unions and whatever else, our media, and, and thinking, hey, are those people on our payroll? No, they're not, Mr. President. Really? Because they're doing our work. I mean, they're they're just doing an unbelievable job for us. Pitching Marxism while they distract the American people and then to, to set them against each other. It's crazy. Anyway, that's that. Looking forward to talking to Tim Sandifer coming up next. He's one of the best defenders of thomas jefferson and the founding fathers that i know in america that we know so uh the fact that he happens to be a friend of the show is awesome and the city council there in new york voting to take down a statue that's been there for 187 years in their little room there, looking over the the city council hey just to get back to the clon kitchen piece briefly one of the things that i thought was most interesting about that uh piece is that um he was calling out American technology companies for aiding the Chinese, and that a ton of American technology is going into the Chinese military. You know, the Dodge being, well, no, we don't deal with the military directly. Uh, we're helping out this uh, Chinese technology company. Of course, the tech goes straight to the, the military, and he was saying these companies need to choose a flag, and they need to choose one but quick. And, man, there's a heck of a lot of denial in America's boardrooms about that reality. So with with... <sighs> How in the hell are we going to participate in an Olympics here in like two months in China and pretend none of this is happening? I guess the the theory is better to engage than not engage. Better to keep the lines of communication open. Does that make any sense to you? It doesn't make any sense to me. No, I I think it'll glorify the Chinese, honestly. Absolutely. And, And make the part of the world that's just kind of paying attention... You know, more convinced, well, they're just a regular country. Us pulling out of the Olympics would be a huge signal to the world, the people that are barely paying attention to this, that, oh, okay, China, what's, what, do you, what do you mean China's a bad country? Yep, yep, I would agree. Tim Sandifer on the Thomas Jefferson statue. And if you miss an hour, by the way, go to armstrongandgetty.com to grab it. Armstrong and Getty. 
Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey guys, LeVar Arrington here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer. Making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck. Like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design. The Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrified horsepower farther than ever before or check out the fully redesigned tacoma delivering trail dominating power and captivating style the new tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true and with new available tech this legendary truck is getting even better and when you buy a toyota truck you buy toyota dependability meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future so visit your local toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit Visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. The Armstrong and Getty Show. A New York City government committee has voted unanimously to remove a statue of Thomas Jefferson from City Hall. The statue was constructed in 1833. Some members of the city council have long advocated for its removal over Jefferson's history as a slave owner. The plan calls for the statue to be placed in a museum. Statue has been looking over the city council for 187 years in our biggest city. Big, giant, beautiful statue. And Taking down the statue of radical anti-slave activist... Thomas Jefferson. What? Let's talk to Tim Sandifer. Tim, the lawyer, vice president for litigation at the Goldwater Institute, author of many fine tomes, including The Conscience of the Constitution, which deals with the Declaration of Independence and its centrality to the national soul. The Declaration of Independence, which was written by Thomas Jefferson. Howdy, Tim. How are you? Thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah, of course. Uh, so uh, where do you want to start with this? Did, did my statement that Thomas Jefferson was a radical anti-slave activist, or it's up to you? You're the authority. 
Well, that might be overstating it. He, in his day, he was uh, radical enough in his opposition to slavery to offend people in his own time, and conservative enough by comparison to our day to offend people today. So he kind of, unfortunately, he's in, in you know, gets it from both sides. But Jefferson was uh, was devoutly opposed to slavery. He came right out repeatedly and said it can't be justified. It's an evil thing. It contradicts the purposes of our of our revolution. And he put his career and his life on the line for those principles, including outright opposition to slavery, in a way that other founding fathers failed to do. I mean, you don't find the you know everybody is so much in love with Alexander Hamilton nowadays. You don't find Alexander Hamilton, Hamilton. had nowhere near as good a record on the question of slavery as Jefferson did, or James Madison, for example. I don't think James Madison ever uttered a word in public opposed to slavery, but Jefferson did so repeatedly, including when he was a young lawyer defending a def- a person who was accused of being a slave, and Jefferson was trying to make the case that he was free. And he, in his oral argument in front of the judge, he attacked. Slavery slavery so angrily that the judge banged the gavel and ruled against him without even hearing the other lawyer speak. So Jefferson was definitely a has a has a good record on the question of slavery especially compared to his peers. So this really shows a lot of historical ignorance on the part of the city of New York. But he was a slaveholder until his death. Right. So um uh that's the problem that people have with it. So how do you of how do you, how do you balance that out? Well, first of all, I guess you should ask, do you think these statues should stay up? The honest truth is I don't care, and I don't think Thomas Jefferson would have cared. One thing about him was he was kind of opposed to the idea of making too much of a big deal out of mortal people anyway, so I don't think Jefferson would have cared if they take his statue down. The, but he would have been very concerned about the idea that of selling to the American people the idea that their revolution was evil. That is, a, is not only historically wrong, but incredibly dangerous to the future of free uh, people in this, in, not just in this country, but in the entire world who take inspiration from the words of Thomas Jefferson. And the reason why they go after Jefferson really is because it's not about Jefferson. It's about the nation that he so embodies. It's about ad hominem on a national scale. Well, if we can smear right. Thomas Jefferson personally, then we can effectively smear the entire legacy of the United All States. Right. Well, I get what you're saying, that he and I am not that uh, into uh, elevating particular human beings. Just they're, they're, but, but what he stood for, what this is all about, that's a really big deal. Yeah, that's the um, what's really at stake here and why we should all be concerned about this. Now, as for Jefferson personally, absolutely, he ha- he owned slaves, and he only freed very few of his slaves. He died bankrupt He uh, when he, as a result of choices that made it impossible for him to free his slaves, and he deserves blame for that. You know, I think one problem is a lot of people seem to have this idea that you can't love or admire somebody while simultaneously acknowledging that they did wrong things in their lives. Interesting. That seems bizarre to me. I think it's entirely possible to love and admire Thomas Jefferson while acknowledging that he ought to have made better choices, especially late in life when he could have done something about slavery, and he didn't. And, okay, well, America isn't perfect and Americans aren't perfect, but we strive ever toward the goals at the realization of the principles that Thomas Jefferson articulated. It is impossible to denounce slavery without reference to the Declaration of American Independence that he wrote and put his name to at the risk of his life. 
You know, just, uh, I'm, and I'm not trying to excuse Jefferson in any way, but the presentism that's so hot these days makes me insane. It's just so frustrating. Jefferson believed, A, that since the slaves were property under law, the government didn't have the right to unilaterally free them, that it had to be done democratically. And like a lot of people in the South, they feared what would happen when thousands of slaves, uh, tens of thousands of slaves, were freed, because understandably, they're a little resentful of being slaves. And so, it, not to mention they had an economic system that was dependent on slavery, or so they thought. Um, and so it was a terrible, terrible conundrum how to undo it. And the fact that yeah, Jefferson, Jefferson offended his peers was... by saying, this has got to end and we got to figure it out, that's notable. Jefferson said it was like holding a wolf by the ears. You you didn't like it, but you also didn't want to let it go. And, you know, before the revolution, the founders really thought, around the time of the revolution, the founders really thought that slavery would wither away of its own. They looked around them and they saw the world is coming, is, is waking up and getting rid of things like monarchy and things like that. So, of course, gradually slavery will go away. What they didn't anticipate, really, was that machinery, particularly the cotton gin, would make slavery so much more profitable. And that beginning in around 18 that Southerners would start saying slavery was not a necessary evil, but a positive good. They didn't anticipate that, and that is what really is primarily responsible for the Civil War. Now, Jefferson deserves blame, of course, for, among other things, Jefferson thought that whites and blacks could never get along in the United States because he thought whites would never give up their racism and blacks would never forgive whites for slavery. And he could not, I think, about the, the United States as being a multiracial country. And he deserves blame for that. Nevertheless, he also is the chief articulator of the principle of American equality on which a, a, a multiracial society is based. And so to, to just say, well, you know, Jefferson was, a, was owned slaves, and as if that is the sum of his c- contribution or his character, shows a degree of hi- historical ignorance that I think is really perfectly represented by tearing down a Thomas Je- uh, Jefferson statue. I mean, they're, they're basically telling us who they are. They are people who are too stupid to open a book. Well, to put some of that in context, the uh, major slave revolt in Haiti that occurred, these were slaves that belonged to the country of France, happened late 1700s, early 1800s when, uh, when uh, T.J. was president. So, uh, pre- so he, he, we had an example of a slave revolt, a very violent slave revolt. More than one. There was, a, there was a, a revolt called Gabriel's Rebellion that occurred after Jefferson's retirement. And there's a very interesting letter. He writes this letter to James Monroe, who is then the governor of Virginia. And he says, hey, you know, you, you might consider going easy on these people who rebelled because if you think about it, it's, they were right, and we kind of deserve it. That's a really amazing document for a person to write. He, Jefferson did not say, kill them all because I hate them based on their race or something. What he said was, their claim to liberty is legitimate. And, and, and although you know, he's terrified for the safety of the, of the country and those sorts of considerations, he acknowledged that black people are just as entitled to liberty as people of any other race. And he looked forward to a future generation when Americans would wake up to that idea. Now, Maybe he should have done more. I think he should have done more to to bring about that day. But nevertheless, that's 
completely different than the picture that's portrayed by social justice activists who, as I say, are essentially ignorant of or purposely lying to Americans about Jefferson's legacy. Do you think there's an element in this? We're talking to Tim Sandifer, by the way, vice president for litigation at the Goldwater Institute about, among other things, the uh, soon-to-be-taken-down statue of Thomas Jefferson there at the New York City uh, legislature. Uh, Do you think there's an element of what Orwell was talking about in 1984 that uh, you erase the culture, you erase the history, you change the dates, you change the language, and all there is is the ever the never-ending present in which the party is always right. Do you think that's an element I, in this? I think that we could definitely end up in such a situation. Right now, I don't think we're quite there. I think instead what's happening is that the, the racist lie of the 1619 Project and its affiliated uh, undertakings is this idea that America is fundamentally and was created as a white supremacist nation purposely excluding other races and that this is manifested in the evils of capitalism which is a fundamentally racist system of government and so forth and so on and i think people who are say this really believe it and they really think that what we'll do is cleanse away what they see as the emblems of of inequality and evil and end up with a society where we've purged ourselves of these bad things now nobody can deny it would be nice to purge ourselves of bad things and i totally favor the tearing down of confederate monuments for precisely that reason I think it's ridiculous that the nation would celebrate Confederates nevertheless they are misguided in their idea that the American Constitution and I use that with a small c I mean the entire Constitution of America is fundamentally white supremacist and evil if they say that then they are agreeing with the Confederates they're agreeing with the enemies of Thomas Jefferson who said all men are created equal and are all equally entitled to the blessings of liberty now, if you say that America is only for whites and always uh, was only for whites and that we need to overthrow the Constitution because black people are not entitled to the protections that it promises, then what are you if not a, 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 a signatory to the entire program of the Ku Klux Klan? And yet that is the ideology that has absorbed large segments of the left in this country and is responsible for tearing down statues of Thomas Jefferson as if there's no moral distinction between him and Jefferson Davis. And you say we're not there yet, the Orwell quote that Joe just read, but um, Barack Obama yesterday, in a tweet about the death of Colin Powell, quoted Colin Powell about America being the last best hope for Earth, which I think it is, especially as we learn more about uh, China's uh, military abilities and all that sort of thing. Um, Right. it was. It would have been unimaginable. Geez, I think even five years ago, certainly ten years ago, that a Jefferson statue would come down. So you got to be somewhat concerned where we'll be five years from now. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. After all, Oceania was not built in a day, huh? huh? Yeah. Huh? Yes, and it's not just the left. Of course, it's also the right. I mean, the, our former president was unable to articulate any distinction between Jefferson Davis and Thomas Jefferson, and came out and said, "Well, if you tear down statues of Robert E. Lee, then you're going to have to tear down statues of Thomas Jefferson." And the left took him at his word. So it's not just ignorance on the left; it's also ignorance on the right. What Americans need, if they are going to salvage this nation, and as a consequence of that, salvage a um, the world from the on rushing hordes of totalitarianism that we are now seeing uh, waken themselves and grin at each other is to restore the uh, centrality of the principles of the Declaration of Independence in our life. And that means reading it for its truth, recognizing that the people who wrote it were right 
in uh, pledging their lives, their fortunes, and their sacred honor in its defense, and for us today to make a similar pledge. But that's not possible as long as we continue going around trying to find ways of of demonstrating how uh, ignorant we are, such as this. Well, and I would say the idea that uh, a person is a villain because when they state their aspirations, they haven't reached them all is just a, right. a, a dumb way to look at life. Absolutely uh, right. You know, Tom, J, uh, Lincoln gave this great speech, the the Cooper Union speech in 1860, and he said, when you when you read the Dred Scott opinion or you listen to what the Confederates say, they they say the the, the founding fathers didn't really mean all men are created equal when they wrote the Declaration of Independence. And what is their evidence? He says Lincoln says they only have one piece of evidence, and that is that the founders did not immediately free their slaves. That's the only evidence they have for saying that the American founding fathers did not think the Declaration of Independence meant black as well as white. And yet there are all sorts of reasons why the founding fathers did not immediately free their slaves. For instance, it was illegal in Virginia for much of Jefferson's life to free your slaves. You, if you did free your slaves, you were legally obligated to send them to Africa, which, of course, most of these slaves had never even visited Africa in their lives. So that would have been cruel and inhuman, and Jefferson could, and you couldn't afford it also. So th- there's all sorts of reasons why the Founding Fathers didn't free their slaves. It does not prove that they did not mean it when they said all men, regardless of race, are created equal. And it does not mean that that principle is not true. Tim, we have to have you on again soon to talk more about the Declaration of Independence and why it's important. Uh, Tim Sandifer, Vice President for Litigation, Goldwater Institute. I'm afraid we're up against a break, but Tim, brilliant as always. I can't wait to re-listen to this segment. Thanks. Always a pleasure, guys. Thanks. I don't want to be the heaviest show in America, but if there's anything I could do for the world, it would be to have people awake to the idea that it is a real possibility that a government style like China's ends up enveloping the world and dominating humankind for the next 1,000 years. That could actually happen. And the only thing standing in its way, really, is the United States of America. The last best hope of mankind. Barack Obama's right about that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Text line 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER.
Hey guys, Mario Lopez here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit biotoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. The police unions are not authorized to strike. It's in their collective bargaining agreement and it's a matter of state law. What we've seen from uh, the Fraternal Order of Police and particularly the leadership is a lot of misinformation, a lot of half-truths and frankly flat-out lies in order to induce an insurrection. Uh, And we're not having that. That's London Breed, the nutty mayor of San Francisco. I don't want to talk about vaccine mandates and stuff, but just wanted to toss that on. There are cop shops all over the country that are going to be hundreds of police down. There are uh, health care workers walking out, teachers no showing, parents taking their kids out of school over vaccine mandates. Uh, I think that ugliness has just begun, but more on that in another time. Uh, really enjoyed the conversation with Tim Sandifer. Hope you did too. If you're just tuning in or whatever, you can grab it uh, via podcast wherever uh, you get your podcast or go to armstrongandgetty.com. Um, I'm actually going to re-listen to it. On a related note, but one that doesn't really matter, uh, Superman is officially dropping the American way. You remember what he's fighting for? Tr- Truth, justice, in the American way? In the American way. His new mission statement is Truth, Justice, and a better tomorrow. And why did they change it from the American way? Well, interestingly enough, there's a bit of a history here. In a press statement, the company said the decision is meant to better reflect the storylines that we are telling across D.C. and honor Superman's incredible legacy of over 80 years of building a better world. All right. <clears throat> He's a cartoon character for children. Any adults who watch this stuff are <laughs> arrested development cases. Anyway, uh, in reality, Superman has followed several mantras over the decades, all of which involve variations on truth and justice. But like the Three Stooges, Jack, that third stooge changed from time to time. In fact, truth, justice in the American way did not originate with the first Superman comic books by uh, Jerry Siegel and Joe Shuster. Instead, the saying came from a Superman radio, radio serial in the 1940s as a way to cheer on American military efforts in World War II. All oh, right, Kind of like the uh, Captain America stuff. Yeah. Yeah, the American Way motto was revived for the Adventures of Superman TV series that aired in the 50s. That's the one uh, we grew up with during the first days of the Cold War in the height of McCarthyism paranoia, although there are a hell of a lot of communists around. By 19, the 1960s, the motto shifted to truth, truth, justice, and freedom on the kids' cartoon series, The New Adventures of Superman. But arguably the most well-known Superman adaptation, Christopher Reeve revived the American way thing with the man of steel speaking the words himself, cementing that into the popular consciousness. 
Since then, however, the American Way motto has fallen out of favor. 1993 live-action series Lois and Clark. Superman fought for truth and justice. Full stop. No third stooge. <laughs> and in 2006, in Superman Returns, starring Brandon Routh, that I missed completely. Let's go, Brandon. <laughs> well played, sir. Well played. Daily Planet editor-in-chief Perry White blithely asks if Superman still fights for truth, justice, and all that stuff. Just eight months ago, an issue of the DC Comics, uh, people still read this, said Superman's mantra was truth, tolerance, and justice. <laughs> oh, boy. So, all right. So, uh, there's a new book out about the Marvel series. I'm not into the Marvel versus DC, and I can't even tell you which ones are in which ones. But uh, the guy read something like all 17,000 Marvel comic books and all the different characters and has compiled some sort of like overarching theme from it where he tries to claim that it's like the modern day odyssey. I mean, it's literature for all times. Wow. The, the overarching over of the whole thing. But. I don't know if I'd buy that or not. He might just be a guy who's trying to profit off the fact that he reads comic books all the time. <laughs> well, well, he'd, he'd have to profit off of that because obviously he's unemployable. <laughs> if you miss an hour of the show, find it on the podcast, armstrongandgetty.com. And Getty. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity.